You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. Uh, Anna has uh, ducked out on me today, but I've got somebody almost as good looking sitting with me. <laughs> it's my buddy, my 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 buddy Michael Healy. Uh, now, Michael, you're I think you have had you on the show before. You own Platinum Physiques. You train competitors, right? That's Yes, absolutely. What you do with that. Uh, but there's a whole other side of Michael that, uh, that I don't think we've talked about that much. You, you own a security company. That's correct. And uh, you, you've done personal protection. I mean, you, you, I, I remember you telling me the story. Your first bodyguard job that you ever did was done was uh, Barbara Streisand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I've been doing protection work and security work and owning company security companies as long as I've been doing training. Mm -hmm. And now there's a, again, there's that whole other side. And, and so there's uh you know, there's a, we, we just did our CCW course together, our, our renewals, right. our concealed carry, you know, uh, during COVID obviously uh, like now, I mean, everybody's buying guns and ammo. You can't find guns and you can't find ammo. My brother-in-law in California was asking me uh, because he lives in San Jose and um, you know, the Antifa was threatening to come out into the suburbs where they live and start ransacking houses. And so he got nervous and started looking for guns and it's just, he was just having a hard time finding anything. You know? Absolutely. And just, to, I just want to make a little side note on that. If you are in California and you decide to buy a firearm, you have to make sure that you buy the right kind of firearm because there are a That's lot of firearms out. in California you cannot even have in your home so just make sure that you buy the right one and that's what he discovered because he had ordered a pistol and then uh, you have to order it online they ship it to a gun store you go to get it but the gun store said I can't sell you this gun I can't give you this gun because it's not legal in California so uh, he had to get a list of which weapons were legal and then try to find something that he could actually buy Correct. Uh, he's been at this for I want to say the better part of a month and still in the process you know so yes it's, it's not difficult. an easy thing to do and on that note uh i want to talk to you today about prepping now prepping uh and we're not talking about prepping for a contest we're talking about um there's a whole subculture i will call it out there of preppers and these are people that store food clothing you know anything in case there's something catastrophic happens like i don't know a pandemic <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and uh and you need to survive you know these are you know and and i think prior to 2020 uh for mostly you know when you talk about preppers uh, it's it's you know they're looked at in a negative light you know like they're conspiracy theorists they're overreacting you know they all need to move to idaho and live in the side of a mountain somewhere <laughs> and uh, and of course i'm over at your house and you're showing me all your stuff and i'm going okay I probably wouldn't do that, but now that we've seen what we saw in 2020 and good luck trying to find toilet paper, uh, now it's like, okay, if, if things get worse, I know where I'm going. I'm going to Michael's house, right? <laughs> <laughs> and no, but it's, it's really honestly made me reconsider the, you know, how prepared I am for my family. You know, uh, like I don't stockpile ammo. I've got guns, but I don't stockpile ammo. I keep enough to practice in personal protection. But now I regret not having more because if something were to happen, I, I don't think I'm prepared. I just really don't think I am. Uh, we found out we weren't prepared with toilet paper. We found out with some food items we weren't prepared, like eggs. 
you know, we couldn't right. get. And we, you know, there's a lot of stuff that just uh, giving our kids the stuff they needed. And a lot of stuff was available, but uh, there's a lot of stuff that wasn't available. There were a lot of things that we couldn't get for a couple months. And so I wanted to talk to you about prepping. Now, uh, and I know you've got a, a fairly impressive stockpile of stuff at home in your garage, uh, and we've talked about it. Um, and, and like I say, this isn't a topic that I would probably, you know, be interested in talking about uh, prior to 2020, but now it's something that I want to do. And so uh, while, while we're doing this, I, I want to sort of prepare everybody else. But, but what I want to do is I want to know what do I need to do? Sure. What do I need to stockpile? I think I'm a pretty prepared guy, you know, ex-cop. I'm, you know, I'm kind of ready. You know, I stay in shape, do all that kind of stuff so I can defend my family. Uh, but there's this whole other side that, um, you know, we were scrambling for toilet paper. Sure. You know, we were scrambling for some basic food items that we had. Other friends had stockpiled, but we hadn't. And so my thought process is a lot different now. And it's not just pandemics, but anything could happen you know anything you know it, it you know the earthquake fire a natural disaster anything could happen and uh, and you can be at a real disadvantage so i want to talk about that first of all um what how did you get into the whole prep thing prepping thing and where, where did that all come from for you well you know originally and, and understand that there's different levels of prepping you know it's not just the guy who's buying the property or digging a uh, you know, a, a massive bomb shelter. home, yeah. bomb shelter, you know. Um, originally, I just started to look at what was going on with the world with just even just natural disasters. Um, and looking at the, the fires and the earthquakes and the tornadoes and all the different um, hurricanes. hurricanes and frequencies of the things that were going on in the world. And, and I started thinking, you know, shoot, if something does happen, and I think one of the... Um, it's nice. It's it's amazing to live in the United States. We're very blessed. Uh, however, we we can't think that we're that we're exempt from uh, a natural disaster. Um, a lot of people are preppers, you know, and they have another reason. Maybe they think that you know the world's going to fall apart, or you know, uh, there's going to be a nuclear war, different things like that. And and that's you know that's a thought as well. Originally, I started out with just thinking, gosh, you know, what happens if you know we lose our power. Um, or we get an earthquake, or we have a situation where even just what you know, we live not too far from uh, Nellis Air Force Base, so we have some kind of an attack or, or whatever. And I basically just wanted to be prepared enough to be able to last for 30 days, you know, in my home with my family. And even if my kids came over with the grandkids, like, are you going to have what it's you know, what you need? Um, if you lose power or if something happens. Well, and the thing of it is, is that, you know, let's put this in context for a second. You know, uh, Las Vegas now has the distinction of, of having the biggest mass shooting in the history of the country. Nobody predicted that. You know right. what I mean? And that's the thing. That's the whole part of preparation. It's like buying insurance. Sure. You know, you don't buy insurance after something happens. You know, you buy it before. And so what you do is you look and you go, okay, what could potentially happen? How can I prepare for that? Correct. You know, like I'm not going out to buy skis in Nevada because the chances of me needing skis to exact my escape is, you know, pretty slim. Right? right. Uh, we've never had that much snow here and it's never been a problem. But having some food stored up, some ammunition stored up, some water stored up, bedding, you know, stuff like that. Sure. That is a very, very real possibility here. Absolutely. Vegas is, uh, you know, living in Las Vegas, that is, uh, 
it, you know, people know Las Vegas from around the world. You know, disasters can happen here, not just storms. I, I doubt we'll get a hurricane, but there are other things that can happen here. So it's not completely, it's not crazy to prepare, oh, to absolutely. be prepared. Yeah. At the level that you prepare or the reasons why you do it, I think, uh, you know, that's a different, you know, philosophy that somebody may have. Sure. Uh, I'm not worried about a nuclear war. Um, maybe I should be. I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the state of the world, or maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe we should be prepared. So I just want to sort of walk through the how you got into it, and then at what level are you at, and what do you call prepared? Sure. Um, I want to say, you know, the American Red Cross. If actually, if you go on their on their website, you can look up your region, you can look up your town, and it will tell you what your potential natural disasters are. Oh, in. no kidding! Yeah. So, um, like Las Vegas is potentially could have earthquakes and they actually fires. I mean, even though we're you know we're very dry, but um, we could have fires. I think earthquakes a possibility. You know. Um, and then, you know, as we see... Well, we just had an earthquake this year. Yeah, we did, yeah. yeah. It's just and north of here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah in, in Nevada, north. Um, and then, you know, of course, you know, you have this pandemic. It kind of taught us that, okay, well, you go out and you try to buy water and you try to buy toilet paper and you can't find any. So really, the main thing is that you want to do is just understand that things can happen and you want to have some preparation for that. Um, here's an here's a interesting fact. If if Las Vegas lost power, if it just if the power grid went down for any reason, some some kind of EMP, which is you know okay that could happen, or some kind of natural disaster that took out our power grid, just for you know a week, okay, and we're in summertime, um, you know the first thing that's going to happen is about ninety five percent of the people within three to five days will have to leave Vegas, and the reason why is because they can't get water. Mm -hmm. If you don't have, and I can tell you that. There's what's called the rule of threes in a survival situation. It's three, um, it's three minutes without air. It's three weeks without um, without uh, food, and then um, it's only three days though without water. Mm -hmm. Okay, which is really the one you have to concern yourself with the most, because Las Vegas would be ninety five percent empty in three to five days mm -hmm. if you did, if you if the water got contaminated or something happened. Um, and again, you know, it, it's just a matter of just having enough to get you through that. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about preparation, I tell people the first thing you want to do is make sure you have water. Now, going out and buying cases of water from Walmart, you know, that's awesome. But understand that if you lose power, you're gonna you're you're gonna need a gallon of water per person per day, not only to survive, but you also have to wash. Mm -hmm. with it and you wash yourself as well as well as wash dishes or anything that you use right so that is something you have to understand one gallon per day per person right so start doing the numbers you need 30 gallons of water for one person to last one month okay can't look at your two cases of, of water that you have in the garage it's and that's using it very sparsely <laughs> yeah and that's using it i mean i drink a gallon and a half of water a day now but that's so, just it yeah. you know if you're drinking say two liters but you need another two liters to wash dishes and, and clothes and also wash yourself so a gallon of water per day per person in an emergency situation is what they recommend so you have one person in your household one adult is, is 30 gallons of water in for one month so even if you tried to make it one month my first goal was just to be able to outlast 
the rest of the 95% of the people that are going to have to leave mm-hmm. and be able to defend myself so that nobody, t- you know, can take it. The bottom line is there's the people in this world that are prepared. And then there's also a lot of people in this world that will take it from you. Mm-hmm. So that's the two things that I had a friend of mine. I won't mention. Well, we saw, we, we saw that here. I mean, just, just, toilet paper yeah we saw fights and sure you know it, it was nasty sure. you know sure. uh, we went out you know during that time and uh you know the mood was pretty grim like it was uh it was i, I don't feel uncomfortable going anywhere right. here and i am licensed to carry a weapon and i carry a weapon when i go somewhere and i i was on my toes we didn't take our kids out Anna and i went out mm-hmm. and i I had wished a couple times that I had just left Anna at home because it was uh, the the tension was crazy, yes. and so this is the other factor. It's 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 not just uh, it, it's the human reaction to what is going on that is also makes things scarce, like toilet paper. Nobody needed to hoard that much, but how many people were hoarding toilet paper? Correct. If we just bought what we needed, there'd be plenty to go around. But that's not how it works. No, and you would, you know, you would hopefully think that you know people would be kind and be sharing. And but they're, you know, the bottom line is, is people panic. And 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 when you start to put your people in a panic situation, they're going to try to grab anything that they can. And unfortunately, if you if something major happened where you're losing power, just power. If we lost power for two weeks or a month in Las Vegas, um, what happens is ninety five percent of the people are gonna are going to have to leave because they don't have enough water to survive. Mm-hmm. But guess what that's going to leave? It's going to leave the people who are prepared and also the criminals. Right. And those are the ones who are going to come after what you have. So you have to be Because that thing that you have now, if nobody's got water, that water becomes very valuable. Yeah. Right. I had a, um, a special forces friend of mine say this to me, and it, it was really, you know, opened my eyes. He said, look, there's the people who have it, and there's the people who are willing to take it. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be able to protect what you have as well. So there's a there's an element of of, uh, of protection that you definitely have to have, but you have to look at it like, am I going to be able to? And and it's interesting because when this pandemic thing did happen, and the toilet paper and the craziness and the no water and all that kind of stuff, I actually just sat in my house and I said, well, I'm okay for three months. Mm-hmm. You know, three months, right? So. Um, and I can help take care of my family as well. I would just absolutely hate to have to try to move my family in three to five days in a dangerous situation out of Las Vegas, because believe me, you get on the roads and it's not going to be, you know, all fun and, you know, fun well, it's not games. like leaving now. Hey, let's go to LA for the weekend, right? <laughs> right. You've got a mass exodus of people that are sitting targets for opportunists. Absolutely. Right? So, you know, you just want to be able to take care of your family. And, and, and that was my goal is just, you know, like, look, if, if the world, if something does happen and again, it's not, it's not like a nuclear war, you know, uh, you know, boots are going to hit the ground from other countries. Could that happen? Sure. That's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a natural disaster that takes out your power. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if, if the power goes down, you're not getting fuel either. So you're not going mm-hmm. to the gas station. So if you don't have any fuel in your car or fuel in your garage and tanks, uh, you're not going anywhere either because you can't leave and leave in your car. Mm-hmm. So that's just another, you know, so, so, you know, preparing, you have to have mainly number one is water because water is the main thing you need to survive hands down by far the way that the best way to honestly store it is really inexpensive 
Um, there's a there's a on on website there's a company called Baytech Baytech.com and you can How's buy, that spelled? B A Y T E C okay dot com. You can buy a, fi- a brand new fifty five gallon uh, barrel plastic plastic barrel for about ninety dollars, and then you buy the pump for for about twenty twenty nine bucks, I believe, and then the water and then the conditioner. You've got fifty five gallons of water. That's two people for a whole month in one barrel. And you just put the water conditioning, it's good for five years, which I've tested it. I've had it for four years in my, sitting in my hot garage and opened up that thing and, and drank water. It was as clean as could be. Wow. So where, you know, because you have to be able to do that. Now, people who have pools, they have an advantage because you can, with water, if you, as long as you have something that can clean that chlorine, you can boil it, you know, and that's power or, or heat, which is another thing. But mainly your biggest thing is that you want to have purified water. Um, number one. And then number two is, of course, you need food. I mean, mm-hmm. because these are the, just the basic, I'm going to be able to live for a month while everybody else is panicking. Um, uh, that's your that's your start, is those two things. So enough food. Um, and you can buy now, you can go to, we were just at Costco, and they have like a 30-day supply for like $59. It's dry, but again, you need water for that. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's the best way to store dry food. So Costco is selling prepper stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. And and Sam's Club, Costco, and there's, you know. You so there's a demand stuff. for it now. Sure, sure. And, and that's what I mean. Things have changed. If this was, yeah. if it was 2019, this would seem like a ridiculous conversation uh, yeah. to a lot of people. But I think it's not ridiculous any longer. Yeah, and and uh, just you know, uh, this pandemic has really you know opened up a lot of people's eyes to be you know to kind of look at it and say, okay, well, what do I need to do for next time? Mm-hmm. You know, so I know I even even myself, I you know, you think that you're prepared, and I was pretty prepared for most things, but honestly, I didn't think through toilet paper. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. So you know. Um, I was thinking food and water, and yeah. obviously I was thinking guns and ammo. Yeah, food, water, guns, guns and ammo. ammo. That's heat, what I was you know, thinking. A lot of yeah. stuff, but you know, then clothing, bedding. Sure, sure, and and you know, never, a buddy, a buddy never of mine, <laughs> a buddy of mine. He was he's he's actually you know pretty smart guy. He actually took a, a water bottle, he poked a hole in it, and he said, "Here's here's the way that you you know take care of your butt, and when you don't, you know, he just you just uh, put an angle on your on your bottle and the cap, a little angle, and you put it underneath there and squeeze it, and that's how you you know. But again, that takes manual water. bidet. Uh huh. It's a manual <laughs> bidet, and and but it, but you need water for that. Water okay, for that, so yeah. you know you have to kind of think all these things through. And I think, you know, there's a, there's many websites where, you know, um, I think there's these fanatical and I say fanatical, maybe they're, maybe not, you know, mm-hmm. but the bottom line is you can look well, at circumstances determine whether you're a fanatic <laughs> or not. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just I think people, a lot of people look at my circumstances and say, yeah, you're, you know, you're, you're waiting for the zombies. Actually, my, my wife used to make fun of me, you know, you're going to be prepared if the zombies come, aren't you? <laughs> you know, but then when all this stuff happened just recently, she's like, oh, thank God you're prepared. Right. Now, all of a sudden, I'm, you know, all my, all my you know, where they thought it was weird. They're like, okay, well, you're not so weird anymore. Well, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing with guns, right? That's the whole thing. Yeah. Like my brother-in-law, he's a great guy. There's no way that guy would ever have a gun in his house, I don't think, until, and now he's going, okay, where do I get a gun? Sure. What kind of gun should I get? What do I do? You know? And, sure, sure. And yeah. so circumstances, uh, and, and that's the thing. If you're going to prepare for anything, you have to prepare for what could possibly happen. Sure. Uh, and some of those things you're going to prepare for may seem very far-fetched, but look what happened this year, you know? Yeah. And so circumstances 
determine whether you're crazy or not in other people's opinions. Right. But I'd rather be prepared and thought crazy than unprepared and Right, and situation. I'm going to tell you, like, I can go over a lot of stuff, and I will go over some things here, but uh, American Red Cross, you, you know, really, you know, they've been through the through this whole thing many sure. times in many different countries, and um, they've seen what it looks like on every different level. I never thought to, to check that out. Right, and they not only have, um, you know, the, where you can go check out your area for what kind of dis- natural disasters can happen, but they cover what you need. You know, as you can, go, oh, they go kidding. through. As a matter of fact, on there, um, there's an area that you can you can click on and pr- print out a list of of a plan. They actually give you a whole idea of like what do you need in your area, what do things look like, um, you know, food, water, fuel for for heat or for cooking, all these different things, and they have they have all that on there, and also an evacuation plan. Um, if you end up in a situation where you have to evacuate. They American Red Cross has it. No kidding. Absolutely, yeah. And I went so far as to not only have my evacuation plan, but I have the roads. But then there's a there's um, atlases that have off road directions. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Right, okay. because if you look at it, if you look at the situation, like you said, massive exodus. Well, if if everything gets backed up, you know, you 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 know, been in L.A., you've been in a traffic jam. Well, do you know how to get out of your town without the highways? You know what? Last year, uh, and it was only because I knew the roads, Mm -hmm. but uh, I came back from L.A. I was on the road for over 24 hours. And what happened is we had a freak snowstorm. And so they closed off, you know, that coming Cone, coming Cone from Pass. California into, yeah. Cone. No, it wasn't even Cone oh. Pass. This is, uh, you know, where, uh, where the... The border is by Prim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Comes you come down the that hill. Uh-huh. They, they shut that down. So oh, okay. I had to go back to Baker. Yep. Everybody was parking. There was hundreds and hundreds, I would thousands of Cars. vehicles out yep. there stranded. Yep. And uh, and I drove back through Baker and I knew the back roads. Yeah. And I worked my way back home and I got back home. Nice. But thousands of people were stranded yeah. out there and they were stranded out there for a few days. Oh, and wow. then the thing of it is, is you think, okay, stranded. Well, I'll just go to the gas station, get something to eat. Good luck. Cause, uh, the gas stations had run out of gas. Uh-huh. <laughs> there were no snacks left. There nope. was no, no, there was no water, no water left. There was no nothing, you know? Yeah. And it's and so I remember- easy to throw a case of water in the back of your car. You should just have that there all the time anyway. You know, I grew up yeah. in Canada in a place called Saskatchewan and in winter time, you never, go anywhere without some survival gear and you know you got food water canister a couple cans of sterno can you know just because if you if you slide off the road in a snowstorm nobody can see you there's nobody coming down that road it's just you out there and you got to survive until somebody comes and it might be a day or two you know and so that's just something you just do as a matter of course right here you don't think about that you know i i carry stuff with me like extra shoes and stuff like that in case the car breaks down because you might not have cell reception but again you know i i i in in before 2020 i wouldn't call that prepping right (laughs) you know what i mean it's just being smart the whole paradigm has changed now because now it's all it all makes sense to me you know absolutely i'm not going to go build a bomb shelter but everything short of that i'm going like okay why not Sure. You know what I mean? I don't want to be in this position again, you know? Right. And, you know, the, the thing is, and a lot of people, you know, even my one buddy, he's, you know, he doesn't, he, he does okay, but he doesn't have a lot of money. It's like, I can't. I said, dude, look, you know, every two weeks when you go to Walmart, grab this, mm-hmm. grab two cans of beans, you mm-hmm. know, and rotate them. You know, there, you don't, you don't have to spend 
$10,000, you know, you buy a $90, you know, uh, water barrel, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think with the pump and the water treatment, you're at 140 bucks. So you save for a month or whatever, and you just buy that. Mm-hmm. Now you've got two people can last a month on water, just that alone. So what I did over years is I just bought a little bit here and a little bit there. And so, and it ended up accumulating a lot, but I can tell you, if you just go to uh, again, American Red Cross, you know, and just look at their website and just kind of go through what they tell you, mm-hmm. um, they'll give you a lot of great ideas and then just make your list and just, just buy, just get a little bit here and a little bit there. Be surprised how fast you'll have and prioritize it. You know, water's first. I'm telling you right now, because yep. I've ha- I know a lot of people. I talk to them, and they say, you know, I, I have lots of food, and I have all this, and, I ha- and I'm like, how much water do you have? Right. Oh, I have two cases in my garage. I said, you're done. Three mm-hmm. days, you're out. Three to five days, you're you're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're trying to get your family out of town, and you don't have fuel, by the way, because again, like I said, the power's out, right? So now, where do you go? And you're stuck. You know, um, like you said, that just that one situation. And people travel across our desert from California to here all the time with no water in their car. Right. In the, in the summertime, right. you know, and that, that can put you in a bad situation. And mm-hmm. I've seen that actually people on the side of the road, I pull over and, and they've got, you know, their, their eight kids and they're stranded out there in they're the middle no of the water. desert. They have no water and they're waiting. I'm like, here's a case of water, yeah. you know, because that, you know, it's just important stuff. And it's just, like you said, it's not that, you know, I've, I've never been paranoid about it. Not at all. I'm just like, okay, well, if this happens, I'll have that. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what we need to do. Yeah. Really. So I think it's, for me, it's just changing my thought process about preparing. You know, like yeah. like you say, even your wife teased you, right? Yes. <laughs> Does she still tease you now? No. You see what really. I mean? Yeah, not really. And that's just, that's just it. You know, it's like, uh, you know, people give me a hard time for carrying a gun, you know, and until you need it. And I've needed it twice since I've moved to Las Vegas, you know, that I've needed it twice that, uh, I was at a photo shoot at any given time. I'm carrying, you know, $20,000 worth of equipment in a camera bag. And I've got a beautiful girl out there somewhere. And, uh, you know, and twice, you know, we were approached by somebody with bad intentions and, you know, just being there and being armed was enough to, to repel them. And they, they left us alone. But, that's just it. If you only need it once, you pray to God you never need it. But if you need it, you got it. And yeah. And I actually, um, I was on Maryland Parkway here in Las Vegas, uh, you know, years ago, and I had two ki- two guys try to carjack me. Right. And um, I had my firearm right in my lap. And mm-hmm. as soon as they saw that, they took off. And you know, it's a, it's it's just preparing. And like you said. People weren't, aren't thinking about this stuff until it happens. And um, again, you know, we don't have to be paranoid, but what we do need to do is prepare for the worst situation. And if it doesn't happen, hey, you're fine. Well, and this is the thing, like I look at, you know, we, we've got, well, now we're down to three kids, but we've got three little kids. We don't ever leave the house without at least two changes of clothes for every kid, enough water to do them for at least a day. And if they spill one, we've got a backup for that. Like we, that's just a logical thing that it, you'd be an irresponsible parent if you didn't do that. Sure. Yet, like you say, in Las Vegas at 115 degrees in the summertime, that would be just, just, 
just because just because it could happen it doesn't mean somebody's got bad intentions but the power grid could go down that happens in the u.s it surely does you know we were seeing that happening in new york you know uh and so that happens in the u.s if that goes down and you have to go like we've had a situation where our our air conditioner went yep. and uh, we're renting the home. And so the landlord didn't want to pay the extra money. So, you know, they pull out the contract and say, well, we've got, you know, 48 hours before we have to have somebody there. So you're sitting there with kids in 115 degree heat in your house and you got no place to go. Right. <laughs> you know, how do you deal with that? Are you sure. prepared for that? And so it's, it's it, when you just change the way you look at it, and I like your point there. You don't have to go out and spend thousands of dollars on this because honestly, that was my aversion to it. But it makes a lot of sense if you just go through and just, you know, what do you need and just start gathering up those things that you need and most of all, water. And that's something that I have never considered until I went to your house and saw the barrels there and I thought, good God, why do you need all this water? And then you sit down and you do the math. And like you say, Again, in Vegas, 115 degrees. I don't know that I would make it on one gallon in a day. Right. You know, just right. to, you know, you know what I mean? And sure. and so, but you start doing the math with kids and yourself and maybe, maybe you've got friends or something like that that might come there. You know, how much water do you need? And pretty soon you're, yeah, I need a couple of those barrels at least. You know what I mean? And it starts to make a lot of sense, right? Sure, sure. I tell people, you know, I, I know, you know, it's a little bit, Maybe a little bit much, but I say, look, just just go one day, mm -hmm. you know, just one day, just 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 from eight a.m. in the morning till eight a.m. the next morning. You don't turn on your water, you don't turn on your power when night when night comes, okay? And just assuming you're out of, you know, you don't have fuel in your car, but just don't turn on your power one night, just one time. All you have to do don't is turn once. on a switch. Just do it don't and turn see, on a switch. see what you need. See what you, you will find out very quickly what you need. I'll bet. I can tell you. And, you know, and so, and, and oh, and you can't turn on your sinks, by the way. Oh, and don't flush your toilet either because you don't have any water in there. Just do it one day and see what happens. Wow. Because then you'll realize, oh my gosh, at nighttime, how much light do you have? Right. You know, you can go on to Amazon and you can get these candles that'll they they actually last five twenty four hour days. So if you do the nights, I think it was like they're literally two to three weeks of of light that they will light up your house at night. And, and don't think flashlight because even if you got rechargeable batteries, you can't recharge them. You can't recharge them because you can't plug it in. But and, <laughs> and you're going to burn through batteries, right? So right. that can't be your sole source of light, right? Right. And I found that batteries are, um, you know, like when you buy batteries and you store them, they're only good for so long anyway. So right. you store these batteries. But these candles are, are they're five-day candles. They're actually glass and they have the, you know, the, the, the um, what, gas or whatever in, in the bottom of them. Um that those are amazing because you can literally light that candle and it'll last you about two to three whole weeks at night, you know, and I, and you just, you know, you have a dozen of those, you're pretty good for a while, you know? So it's very simple stuff. It's just a matter of putting it together, buying a piece here and there. I asked my wife, look, when you go every week or when you go to Walmart or you go grocery shopping, just buy two cans of food, mm -hmm. two cans of food that's going to last a while. Beans are amazing, by the way, because they're protein and carbs. Right. Um, you know, and buy some extra. And they're calorie rice. dense. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's just things like that. It's just, uh, you know, just chipping away at it. You know, buy a barrel of water and then the next, you know, go through, buy a few more things and then buy another barrel. You got two barrels. Now you're talking about if you have two people, you can last two months or four people, you can last a month. 
mm-hmm. which is which is great, you know. So it's just a matter of putting it together and uh, and like I said, you know, I like I said, I could go over all the different things that you need to do, but the American Red Cross really covers it really well. They they talk about what you need in a survival situation and yeah. what you need if you're on the road for three days. And the thing, things I think about too, and, and again, I, I hadn't considered these things before. I always think of my family, but you know, my neighbors, they're, they're an elderly couple, right? And so if something happened and their power went out and they had no food or anything, you know, of course, I, I'm not going to let them die. You know, I'm going to bring them over. I'm going to take care of them. I'm going to do what, I, you know what I mean? And yeah. so it's not, there's, like you say, there's people that are going to be prepared. There's people that are going to want to take that stuff from you. And there's other, other people that are just not prepared. And are you just going to let them die and let them learn the hard way? Or are you going to do something? So it's, it, it doesn't hurt to have a little bit extra, right? Yeah, abso- it's, it's absolutely. It's not fanatical. It's maybe prudent. Right. And, you know, I have kids. I have, you know, several kids here in town and I have grandkids. And I'm like, listen, you know, I would never turn my children down and my grandkids are coming out my door. They need, you know, um, so they're going to come in. But I did I did send them uh, a whole list of things that, you know, that they need to get and the evacuation plan and the whole thing. So they all have it. And I'm like, look, guys, you need to store up and just start buying a little here and buying a little there. Because if you show up at my door, I'm not going to turn you away, but I'm going to be livid. Because you just cut our supply down right. that we had for maybe three months. Now we've only got a month or maybe even less if they all show up with nothing. Right. Right. So now here we are. I'm the only one that's prepared and we were only going to be able to last two weeks. And now we're in bad, bad shape right. too. So I just say, you know, guys, just listen, you need to have your own stuff and you, we can all hunker down where I'm at or whatever. And then uh, we're okay. But I'll tell you something that's interesting and everybody's going to laugh at me at this, but I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I watched walking dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, it, you know, my wife's like, that's a stupid like zombie show. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what though, if you watch that show mm-hmm. in the world, you know, now that's a zombie thing. I, mean, I don't believe in zombies and all that. But one of the things that was interesting is what you exactly, what you said mm-hmm. was once the supply started to run out worldwide mm-hmm. and then people had to start fending the, the groups of people got together, the gangs, the bad people got together, the gangs and stuff got together mm-hmm. and then the good people got together. Right. But the biggest issue that people ran into was not that it was the other person that's on the road. That's got his family mm-hmm. and you run into them and you only have enough for you. Mm-hmm. And they're like looking at these people and these people are like, please help. Right. And they didn't have enough. And they, so some of them would share and some of them wouldn't share. And, um, and so exactly what you said, it's like if just even a month in Las Vegas without power or something like that, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the elderly people next door or the people across the street, whatever, and they're coming over, hey, we see that you guys have your light on at night. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we're in the dark here. We have no more water. And you're sitting there, okay, well, I have my family. I have my children. We only have enough for two more weeks. That was the biggest dilemma in it, but it, it, it actually made me really think by watching Walking Dead, I have to tell right. you, on the scenarios of how things would probably go down in reality, being that, that uh, you know, things got bad for a while. Yeah, and, and like I say, you know, the, the pandemic uh, and just some of the inconveniences and difficulties that we dealt with here, it's, uh, you know, you just, you go, wow, okay this isn't such a far-fetched idea. I think this is really actually just a prudent thing to do. 
Yeah, and that's it. You know, like I said, I've never been paranoid in any way. Somebody, oh, you must be paranoid. I'm not paranoid. I'm just prepared. I think it's the stereotype of gun people. You know, we're all rednecks and, you know, we all chew tobacco and, you know, and it's not like that at all, right? Yeah. It, it's all. just, uh, and so I think of preppers and I've I've met some guys that are preppers and I met a, a, one guy in particular that was pretty out there, you know, yeah. and yeah. and I just wouldn't take it to that level. He's a bomb shelter guy. Sure. You know, and I just wouldn't take it to that level. Sure. Um, but I do see the wisdom. And I remember being in your garage and thinking, dude, this is a bit much, you know? Mm -hmm. And, but like you say, you sit down and actually start doing the math and you go like, wow, okay. You know, and you say, okay, prepare for a month. It seems like, oh, you know, they'll, they'll have it fixed before that. Um, yeah, we hope so. <laughs> How long were you without toilet paper? <laughs> right. They didn't get that solved, did they? And that know? wasn't even a, what, right. you know, that wasn't a big deal at all. People just started to look at the situation and go, okay, what happens? Mm-hmm. They, that, there was really nothing wrong during that time. Of course, the pandemic is, you know, people were getting sick and things like that. But the bottom line is there wasn't any emergency situation there. No. People just started to panic. Right. And that's all it took. I, I was in L.A., Years ago, I couldn't tell you what the what the date was, but they had a situation where uh, a similar kind of thing. And I don't remember if it was a um, gosh, I can't even remember what it was. But bottom line is the gas stations right. were were two miles long to get in the gas stations, yeah. and you know, so you know that was the gas shortage. Yeah, it was a gas shortage. Yeah, yep. okay. Yeah, I didn't remember. What I remember it was that exactly. I remember but that everybody was in line to get gas. You know, and so if people get nervous and they panic like they did here in Vegas yeah. on this, you know, and I think around the country with the pandemic, um, all of a sudden now, you know, I, I went into Walmart. It, n- there was no water and no toilet paper. And I mean, basically just everything was stripped down to nothing for a while. And the other you side know? of it is too, is that just going out there and I, I touched on it a little bit, but um, you know, I didn't experience any violence but there was, you know, across the country, you know, just going out to get something simple like toilet paper mm-hmm. when like at Costco here, they, you, you could line up at Costco at 10 o'clock in the morning when they opened and they'd have a one pallet a day of toilet paper. So they were rashing it out and, and that's fine. They had control of it inside the store, but out in that lineup, right. it was pretty intense. And so just, just going out to buy toilet paper can be a risky thing proposition imagine if it got more difficult imagine if water and it it wasn't just wiping your butt it's actually surviving you know you know the violence is going to be absolutely it's going to be a dangerous place absolutely and so just having just avoiding it even if you can get it in a store just avoiding that process of putting yourself out there in a potentially violent situation you're better to have it at home right oh absolutely and and we went you know we went to uh to Costco, you know, during that time, I was preparing enough to where I didn't even need to go. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know what, we'll go out there and see, kind of just see what experience is out there, yeah. you know, and, and you're right. And, 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 and like you said, like, even if just, if, if, if we lose power for two weeks in Vegas, I'm just telling you two weeks, that's all, Yeah, you know, and people run out of water. Cause remember, you can only last three days without water mm-hmm. and you're, everything goes down where you're, you're, you know, and, and, and by the way, you know, our pump system in Vegas is run off electricity right. to pump the water. Right. So people think that, you know, <laughs> is it just, you know, coming from a well that's uh, magically bringing it up to us, right? No, it's, it's electricity. So 
if electricity goes down for two weeks, we're, we don't have anything. We don't have fuel. We don't have water. And those, those two things alone, you think that that was bad before. People going to get water, mm-hmm. and it's going to run out in two days. There's going to be no water. Look anymore. what happens on Black Friday. Sure. Right. <laughs> in Walmart. Yeah. In Walmart in the country. Right. So we lose water for, you know, just if we just lose power for a week or two, even one week, it's going to be an absolute disaster in yep. Las Vegas. Um, I mean, there's other areas that maybe you could last a little longer, but if, we're so dry here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that is just super important. Like I said, buying 16 cases of water, um, add up how much water that actually is. It's not as much as you think. Right. You know? Yeah. So I agree. Well, listen, Michael, it's always a joy talking to you. I, uh, I'm, I don't know if I call myself a prepper, but I'm definitely going to be prepared. Uh, and we have started here to evaluate what we need. I think that tip for the Red Cross thing is a really, really good one. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, brother. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Uh, think about it. It's something you should consider. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple of days with another episode of Good Light Unscripted, the podcast. I can't leave.